Hey, hey, hey. Welcome into the day three recap of the NFL draft. And I guess I'm going to try and make these, uh, well, I guess when I talk about these prospects, try and make it short and sweet because the more we hear about guys in the seventh round, the more you guys will want to kill yourself. Uh, so let's try and avoid that by just giving you a little, a little heads up on, on what these guys are. Uh, most of these, I guess, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with a lot of these guys. A lot of guys are going off the board that I had never heard of, like Jake Funk and a dude in the fourth round that went to the Vikings uh, running back, Keeney Nguangwu. Yeah, I, guys I never heard of. So a lot of this analysis just comes from uh, snapshots I saw online on ESPN, just player profiles and different scouting reports. Uh, but we'll get right into it. And first player off the board, day three, was Michael Carter going to the New York Jets. A solid landing spot for a running back. One of the probably the best ones for a running back to land in, being that they had an uh, open spot there. Um, he goes right in, probably getting automatic carries. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. And yeah, but he, he's, he's short. He's 5'8. Uh, so he's, he's a smaller back. Um, but he was able to produce with Javante Williams at North Carolina. Uh, in a similar fashion. Next off the board, 404, Des Fitzpatrick, wide receiver going to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he was he ran a 40 that was a little bit faster than what he actually plays at. Uh, he ran like a 439, I believe, but he's he's not as fast on tape as, as he was there. Uh, but does catch a lot of deep balls, so he does have that ability to get behind a defender and you know track them pretty well. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm not sure how he fits in this Tennessee offense. Maybe he fits in as the wide receiver too. I'm not sure who their who their current two is, but he might go in and, and have some good opportunity there. Uh, but I'm not sure. I guess his his style of play does contrast uh, AJ Brown pretty well, so could work out for Des Fitzpatrick in Tennessee. Next up the board, Amon Ross St. Brown. He fell about uh, a little bit. About, about 60 spots from where he, he was projected to go. Uh, so he was like a top 70 player, and I'm going around 120. And, yeah, he uh, – I think he his his stock might have been hurt by what his brother's done in the NFL. You know, he even even uh, Equinemius St. Brown for the Packers came in, and people thought he was going to be like a third-round pick. He ended up going in the sixth. So there might be something the NFL sees with these guys that, that just media and, and scouts in general don't – aren't seeing. Um, I'm not – he might be he'll probably be better than his brother i would assume but uh time will tell and all around he's he's a fine wide receiver we talked about him before but he lands on the detroit lions they have they have opportunity there uh probably one of the, probably the best opportunity in the nfl for four open targets and a quarterback that can get him the ball so i'm on ross st brown uh definitely a, a guy to keep your eye on uh as as training camp moves along and everything Next off the board, the guy I was just talking about for the Minnesota Vikings, running back Keeney Nuangwu. Uh, he he never really he never really played running back. He's a running back, but he didn't take too many carries in college. I think he had like 150 career uh, carries. But as we saw with Antonio Gibson last year, that doesn't necessarily matter. Um, and I know the opportunity isn't there like it was for uh, Antonio Gibson by the time the season rolled around. But uh, the that's, that's, that's not necessarily a knock anymore after we saw what Gibson did last year. Uh, but for the most part, I think he's going to be a kick returner. He's, he's this year's maybe a kick returner like Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, so I probably someone to avoid if you want to take a flyer on because he was a fourth-round running back. Go for it. Uh, I, I'm, I, I don't see it there, especially with opportunity or um, 
college production. Ramondre Stevenson going to the Patriots at, at pick 15 in the fourth round, and he is... All you gotta say about him is he's a. I think we've said it before. He's a direct Legarrette Blunt comparison. He's gonna be a, a goal line back. Um, he just he has he has good balance. He he can run through guys and he's big. Uh, so he's, he's like a fullback, running back, tight end, lineman hybrid. He's yeah. He'll be fine. Uh, I think I think that I don't know what he'll do week to week, but um, yeah. Whatever whatever you saw with Legarrette Blunt back whenever he played, if you ever started him in fantasy or rostered him at least uh you're gonna get that with Ramon J. Stevenson John Bates tight end to the Washington football team next and he's more of a blocking tight end he's a really good blocker and his, his route tree in college was more of a uh just like a safety valve so he, he's gonna my my comparison for him based on what I read was like he's, he's just gonna fit in the NFL like Drew Sample um mainly a blocker can run those short routes. I don't think he's gonna have that breakaway speed or, or anything. So, uh, if you want to add tight end depth on a roster that has open spots available, where it's just uh, Logan Thomas on that roster, you know, John Bates might be a guy you want to want to look at. Um, but definitely a late round flyer, not not anything you want to get in like the third round or anything in our league. Chuba Hubbard off the board next, and he is, I mean, we've talked about him before, 2019 production off the charts, and really limited production in 2020, so he really fell down boards, he was projected to be like a second round before the season, now he's he's here in the fourth, and going to the Carolina Panthers, so he's going to be in that Mike Davis role where he can be productive if McCaffrey gets injured, but aside from that, there's likely no opportunity for him on that team, um, that's really all you got to say about him, so if, if, John wants to take him as, as a uh, handcuff. I guess he might he might try that, but then again, it, it, I don't know. Do you, do you even waste like a, a second or third round pick on a on a backup running back just to have a handcuff? I'm not I'm not sure. Um, but if if McCaffrey gets injured, there was rumors that he was going to get traded. Granted, that was for Deshaun Watson. Hubbard would have the opportunity. So uh, I kind of. Do what you do what you want with uh, Chuba Hubbard and whatever you think his role is going to be. Next, Kyle Granson for uh, the Indianapolis Colts. He went twenty-two in the fourth round, and you know he has he has good run after the catch. He's he's a tight end, uh, but he he has a lot of drops. And uh, Chris Ballard in his press conference was saying that he plans on playing him more. And Frank right there saying that he he might play some fullback in the NFL. So you might get some catches and some carries out of here him each week. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not completely sold on Kyle Granson. He he has he has some speed. He could be a vertical threat. Um, I guess it, in a Wentz run offense, tight ends very valuable. So if he can move past Jack Doyle and uh, Trey Burton over these next couple months, then or maybe even a couple years, then he'll he'll be valuable. But Right now, I don't see it with Kyle Granson, especially since they were saying they want to use him at fullback. Jalen Darden, uh, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is an undersized wide receiver, but very productive at North Texas. Um, he is, he just takes the tops off defenses. And, yeah, I, I don't know where he slots in with that current Tampa Bay wide receiver room. But you got two guys there on one-year deals. So maybe by year two, he does something, um, has, has a bigger role. But for his rookie year, he's not going to be very productive. Uh, so, deep play threat in that Tampa Bay offense. Take that how you will. Next, Tylen Wallace. Uh, I've called him a scrappy little guy playing for the Baltimore Ravens. He's wide receiver. And he, uh, 
he's like the Matthew Deladova of wide receivers. He's just going to be high energy, and I think he's more of a Marquise Brown insurance policy in the sense of Marquise Brown's running. I mean, he, he's, he's like your deep play threat, but, um, yeah, I, I think that what Tylen Wallace does where he's going to get I, – I don't know why I think he's going to be Marquise Brown insurance, whatever. I just think that he's not going to get much of an opportunity while Marquise Brown's on the field. I don't think that they, their play styles really match up together on the field at the same time. Ian Book, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he is a running – he runs around. He, he has some good speed, um, and he's not very he's not very accurate passer. He's not very decisive with where he puts the ball. But if if Taysom Hill sucks and Jameis Winston keeps throwing picks, then we can see Ian Book get in for the New Orleans Saints. But I'm not sure that that's maybe, – maybe, maybe Sean Payton helps him out with his uh, accuracy issues and that offense in general. But uh, we'll see with Ian Book. I'm not sure if he'll ever touch the field, but – there's potential, being that he's a fourth-round pick. Jacob Harris, uh, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. He is 6'5", 2'11". 6'5", 2'11". Uh, si- yeah, 6'5", 211 pounds, and ran a 4'3", 9". Um, so at 6'5", you can be a red zone threat, and at 4'3", you can be a, a a deep threat as well. So they might, they might have found somebody here in Jacob Harris. I'm not uh, – his name never came across – uh, any any wide receiver ranking I looked at, um, so maybe maybe they find a diamond in the rough here. But uh, I'm yeah, that's that's really I got to say about Jacob Harris. I don't really know too much more about. It. He's he's fast and has some size. Um, Luke Farrell, wide receiver, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars at five oh one. He's he's just another pass blocker, and and by all accounts, he has a uh, low ceiling as a pass catcher, so he, he's not going to be fantasy relevant. Um, in in my opinion, or from what I've read. All right, at 503, we got Brevin Jordan, who went a lot later uh, than a lot of these tight ends. We expect him to be like the third tight end off the board, maybe fourth. But he is a uh, pretty athletic tight end, produces yards after the catch, which might be helpful if, uh, I mean, he's in this Houston Texans offense. So if Deshaun Watson comes back, that's going to be a really good connection for him. Um, he's never really had a, a very athletic tight end, so this could this could help him out. Uh, but not a very good blocker, so he might struggle to find the field. Kenneth Gainwell going to the Philadelphia Eagles, so we got another really short running back for the Eagles. He's 5'8", um, but he's really good after the catch. Uh, he drew a lot of comparisons. I mean, these were high-end comparisons, but comparisons to LaShawn McCoy pre-draft process uh, just because of his shiftiness and what he can do with the ball in the open field. Um, but as a runner, I, I wouldn't expect too much out of him. Uh, next, Amir Smith-Marset going to the Minnesota Vikings. He is a speedy wide receiver uh, from Southern Miss. He And, and that's it. He, he's a one-trick pony. Um, he, he's not really going to grab you 50-50 balls. And he has a build similar to Devonta Smith. So the whole draft process we heard, you know, is, is Smith going to do much on that size? Well, you can say the same thing about Smith-Marset here. Um, yeah, so if, if he can, then he's going to be a great deep threat for that Minnesota offense, a, a different kind of weapon than what they're used to. Noah Gray, tight end, going to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's, a, he's an okay blocker, um, but mainly he's a receiver and uh, a good receiver against zone coverage defenses, so he's going to find holes in the defense and, and kind of sit in those. But that that's really what he's, he's best at. Uh, is, I guess, his one knock, which I don't – I'm not a big – scout on on measurables but uh i guess he has short arms so (laughs) do do what you will with that uh but 
Noah Gray to the Kansas City Chiefs tight end. Uh, Zach Davidson, pick 14 in the fifth round. He is a tight end for going to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he's a D2 tight end and looked really fast on tape, but we, you know, we got to see if that is fast compared to D2 guys or if he's actually just a uh, another deep threat. So we see a kind of a uh, what the Vikings were looking for here in the fifth round with speed guys. They can get they can stretch that defense out a little bit. Simi Fajoko, um, wide receiver going from Stanford going to the Dallas Cowboys. And he is, he's bigger than I thought he looked on tape. He's 6'4", 222. I didn't think he looked that big. Um, he's, he's really good against, uh, with, with contested catches. And he's, he's, he's got solid speed for his size. Uh, but, I, you know, a, a tall wide receiver, you're really drafting measurables here in the fifth round. So it, if, if he can find utilization in this Cowboys offense, which is going to be tough because they have a lot of good receivers there. So, yeah, it, it, it's going to be tough for him to find the field. Cornell Powell, Kansas State Chiefs wide receiver, who is from Clemson. He showed some ability at the Senior Bowl. Um, he's a he's a strong runner. He's he's more like a I don't want to say he's like a running back, but he's 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 he can he can break some tackles. Uh, and he's good at deep balls. He runs some curls, but his route tree is very limited, and it, it's kind of limited to you know curls deep ball it's kind of what the kansas state chiefs look for anyway in receivers so he just kind of fits in um maybe he replaces some production on what sammy watkins was doing there i don't that maybe that's a little hopeful but he wasn't doing much anyway so maybe it works uh sixth round now we got frank darby 603 landing to the atlanta falcons he ran a 459 so it's not great but on i mean he, he averaged about 20 yards a catch at arizona state so uh, there's a there's a disconnect between his his speed and production, but um, for some reason he was doing it at Arizona State. Maybe he'll find a way to get into this offense in Atlanta. Uh, wins a lot of 50-50 balls, but inconsistent with his catches. Uh, next off, Elijah Mitchell, running back, going to the San Francisco 49ers. He was a small school guy. Uh, I think it was L.A. La- Louisiana Lafayette. Um, but he's he's really fast. So he's he's small. A lot of these people in this draft, small people. Uh, but he's, he's fast. He doesn't always show that on tape, but he also has some experience in the slot running out a wide receiver. So he might be kind of what they wanted from Jalen Hurd, but he kept getting injured. So I, th- I think Elijah Mitchell is a primarily a running back, but can play out wide. Maybe he'll get some end arounds. You know how San Francisco likes to do all that. Gary Brightwell running back going to the New York Giants. Um, he has good burst, good contact balance. But he ran like a four six two, so he's maybe he's like kind of like a Devin Singletary type runner, uh, but probably not as good as Devin Singletary because I've never heard of Gary Brightwell in my life. Um, fine at pass blocking, so maybe he maybe they use him in. At, I don't know how they're going to use him. Uh, Saquon Barkley is a primary runner in that offense, and maybe maybe Brightwell is RB two, so handcuff for. Uh, Barkley, but I don't know if I'm going to waste a pick on, on Brightwell. He'll probably be there whenever uh, what's-his-name gets injured. So, Larry Roundhouse, there was a lot of hype about him uh, from some people. Some people had him rated like a pretty high running back. Other people didn't have him rated at all, but I guess that means there's more potential with Larry Roundtree than, than some other of these uh, running backs that a lot of people have never heard of. Uh, but he is a, he runs like Jay Ajayi in the sense of he's just like a hard-nosed runner. Um, and he's very impatient. So he's, he's not going to wait for his blocks to set up. He'll, he'll just like take it and go. 
Uh, so he's, he's just like, he's just like a speeding bullet coming out. Just like he's gonna he's gonna take it and try and go straight through whatever whatever he uh, whatever's in front of him. Um, but yeah, so there's potential there, especially with the Chargers, and because they they've been looking for that guy to compliment Austin Eckler, and we don't know if that's Joshua Kelly or if that's Josh Jackson. So Larry Roundtree here to the Chargers. Next off the board, Chris Evans. I, I think Chris Evans is going to give you exactly what Giovanni Bernard gave you in that offense. Um, he is he had, he had more talent at Michigan than he had production, but he has he has real natural hands. He's going to he'll probably come in, in third downs. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably try and get Joe Mixon going early on third downs, but if that doesn't work out at the beginning of the season, you will probably see a lot more Chris Evans. Uh, Marquez Stevenson uh, goes to the Bills, wide receiver from Houston, and he, uh, I think he's even more of a kick returner, but a lot of people like Marquez Stevenson as a prospect. He can play outside, but will he play outside in the NFL? I'm, I'm not sure. He, he needs work on his routes and his catching ability. Shai Smith goes to the Carolina Panthers. He's a wide receiver. Ran a 4-4-3 and had a really good senior bowl, um, and I thought he was going to go a lot higher than this, but you know, he goes in the sixth round, 20th overall, uh, to the Carolina Panthers. And like we said about, uh, what's his name? We talked about it last week with somebody, but Tommy Tremble. Uh, he, Tommy Tremble, what we said, was the fifth fifth option in that offense. I mean, Shai Smith might be the sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh option in this offense. So worth a flyer if somebody gets injured, maybe he'll see some opportunity. And he's he could probably do it um, based on what we saw at the Senior Bowl, but it's uh, – that opportunity is not going to be there for a while with him. Racy McMath, you know, I gave him the uh, the best name in this draft, but you know, I got some, we, we got some other people in, involved there. Uh, but he goes to the Tennessee Titans, and his his size doesn't match his 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 size and speed doesn't really match production. So he's big, he's fast, but he he only ended uh, last season with 14 receptions, and I don't I don't know how you be big, fast, and only get 14 catches in LSU's offense last year, especially after Terrace Marshall opted out. Uh, so he should have had more production, but for some reason he, he didn't. I'm guessing it's just awful route running, but I haven't watched very much Tracy McMath tape, and that's probably warranted. Uh, Jalen Camp goes to the – he's a wide receiver, goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he is a speedy guy. I'm guessing he's just DJ Chark Insurance uh, because they offer a very similar skill set, so I wouldn't bank on much coming from Jalen Camp unless they try and – do a Kansas City Chiefs style offense where they put all their fastest guys on the field for Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if that's that's what they're trying for, but um, if, if there's some injuries to this wide receiver record, Jalen Camp might get some play. Demetric Felton going to the Browns. A lot of people like Demetric Felton because of his senior bowl. I think I think he won senior bowl MVP, maybe. Uh, could be wrong about that. I'm not entirely sure, but he, he fell because he's He's probably just going to be a kick return in the NFL, so we don't know if he's a running back, a wide receiver, but we know he's he's fine at returning kicks. Uh, but he's not that fast, so like I'm, I don't know. He's we'll we'll see, we'll see what his role is in the NFL, but I, I don't think it's going to be fantasy relevant. Khalil Herbert, running back for Virginia Tech, going to the Chicago Bears, and he has good balance. He he caught the ball when given the opportunity. Um, I think that that's his role on this team. He, he's a smaller guy. And I, th- I think that when Tariq Cohen is a free agent after this season, we'll see uh, Khalil Herbert, you know, probably take over that, that third down role. But he, he's more of a blend between Montgomery and Tariq Cohen than he is a direct Cohen replacement. 
Sam Ellinger, uh, quarterback going to the Indianapolis Colts, and I think he's a better football mind than he is uh, than he has a football arm. Um, so I, I think that he'll make a really good backup in the NFL, being that he can learn the playbook or decipher defenses and kind of give that give those reports back up to the, uh, the starters in this offense. Um, but I think he'll like hunt and shit with Carson Wentz, and they'll become good friends. So. And we got a, we got a nice friendly quarterback room. I, hopefully this doesn't break fucking Carson Wentz. Goddamn pussy. Uh, Seth Williams going to the Denver Broncos. We've talked about Seth Williams. He's like a shittier version of JJ Arcega Whiteside. But he's I mean that's what he is. He's big, making make some acrobatic catches. But that's that's about it. You're getting with him. And on this Denver Broncos team, I mean you already have guys like that in Corlin Sutton and hell I don't I don't think he's better than Tim Patrick. So uh, it's. Granted, I think Tim Patrick moved on, but I, I really don't think that there's much opportunity for him. He'll be the fifth. If Tim Patrick's not there, he's like the fifth wide receiver on this team right now. Um, yeah, so that's not not a great place to be. Maybe he can find some. He'll probably slip a couple touchdowns, but that's about his his fantasy upside. Daz Newsom goes to the Chicago Bears, wide receiver from North Carolina. Uh, his his best trait is his yards after the catch. So maybe if we if uh, whenever Justin Fields gets in there, he'll Dad Newsom will run some short routes and take it, you know, some extra yards. But I'm not sure he's going to be consistently on the field. You know, and you wouldn't expect it from a late six round pick, but I think he has more potential here than uh, some of the guys we talked about earlier. Moving on to the seventh round, we got Mike Strachan. I think that's how you pronounce it. He goes with the Colts wide receiver, and he's just a very poor man's Michael Pittman. Uh, similar skill set, but he's like a D three guy that. Just he's he's fine. I don't I don't I don't think his tape looks that great, but he'll he'll leap up and catch some balls. But that's his skill set. Jake Funk, Los Angeles Rams, uh, tight end, something wide receiver. Jake Funk, Josh, Jake, Jake Funk. He's a tough runner, uh, not much production in college, and he's just likely a special teams player. Trey Nixon, uh, he is a wide receiver with Patriots, and he is fast with good change in direction. I think that screams Gunner on special teams. Uh, Jared Dokes, running back for the Miami Dolphins. He's not a big play threat. Uh, he's really no second gear. Solid burst at the line of scrimmage. Who is this? It's Miles Gaskins. Two at T. Seventh round pick, running back. Same profile. Ben Scrodenek. Scrodem. Sack. Uh, he's going to back up Tommy Tremble. Or no. He, he was the backup to Tommy Tremble at uh, Notre Dame. He was more of the receiving back than, than Tommy was the uh, more all-around tight end. So he goes to the Los Angeles Rams, and you know he'll probably just do what Gerald Everett did there, uh, catch a couple touchdowns, break away on a couple, I don't know. Um, so he'll, just another touchdown sniper here in the seventh. Kawan Baker, he is a player that was drafted at a position that I don't know, the New Orleans Saints. Sounds like he's a wide receiver because I've written that he's a vertical threat and he gets he has some 50-50 ability, but he's more that 40-60 uh, catch catch rate on the deep balls. So he's he's going to lose more than he wins, but it's it's in his skill set. Uh, so he goes to New Orleans Saints. I'd, yep, that's that's a thing. Uh, Kylan Hill, running back for the Green Bay Packers. He is he's another guy that was supposed to go a lot higher, um, but maybe they just need some. Insurance for AJ Dillon, so he comes in to the, for the third down roll, and he's he's tough to bring down, uh, but he won't break off very many big runs. He's has solid solid ball skills, so he, he can catch a little bit. Uh, maybe 
maybe he's a Jamal Williams replacement, but he's probably not as good as Jamal Williams, uh, which means he won't get drafted. In our, eh, he might get drafted. He might be like worth, worth the fourth round pick in our league just because he's a running back. Uh, Jamar Jefferson going to the Detroit Lions running back. He is a reliable check down running back, but he's not going to do much after he catches the ball. So he's, he's not very explosive. Uh, there was a highlight last year where he ran for like 70 yards, and that was his, his big thing. And everyone's like, oh, he's going to be great. Eh, seventh round running back, Detroit Lions. Uh, they don't, I don't think he has much competition there. So maybe he sees some third, third down work. And the last pick, Dax Milne to the Washington football team. Uh, he's a very good route runner. Played with Zach, Zach Wilson's top guy. He's tough over the middle of the field. And I think he's just a Trey Quinn equivalent. Trey Quinn was drafted. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Dax Millen was one pick away. So uh, I, I think that that's a, a pretty solid comparison there. And that'll do it. I hope everybody made it through listening to me talk about these guys you've never heard of and will probably not get drafted in our league. But now you have some background on all of them. So there's some undrafted free agents that... I listed on the uh, group me. If you want to look them up, you can look them up. But everyone was really surprised. Kate Johnson did not get drafted. I think that Kate Johnson land. He signed his undrafted free agent in Seattle, which is like the worst place he could have signed because not only did they draft Dwayne Eskridge, but they just have two guys that are not going to give up any starting spots. So Kate Johnson, uh, I don't know what happened there. Every, everybody fucking loved Kate Johnson except the NFL apparently. Um, but if there's an undrafted free agent that's going to make a team and, and catch some passes, I'd bank it on, on being Kay Johnson. But, yeah, that, that's it. Uh, have a great day. We'll come back, and we will probably do a three-man pod, maybe four-man pod, maybe two, I don't know, and uh, do, like, a do a mock draft with... You know, now, now that we have landing spots, we don't have to play games anymore and fucking guess around where they're going to be. But we can actually give you a mock draft, team dependent, and you guys can know kind of what you're going to get in, in what range. But we'll talk to you later. Bye. That was a week. Bye. Bye.